Hello. Hello. My God. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, y'all. This is what day is it today for us? Thursday. Today's Thursday. Um, yeah. So um, I guess first of all, we obviously did not come out. <laughs> maybe not so obviously. Um, we didn't come out with an episode last week. Um, just with everything. Hey, going I on. had people ask. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Hi guys, thanks for listening. Thank you for noticing our absence. It nothing happened to us. We're alive. Um, nobody like nothing bad happened. We just we just didn't because like the trial is starting and like I feel like there's just a lot going on. So we're kind of like just yeah. pay respect and like we'll get into it later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming back. Happy Saturday. Thanks for listening. Thanks, bitches. Thanks, you hoes. <laughs> Except you, mom, you're not. And Calvin's mom, you're not. Unless you guys want to be. Listen. I hope they do not listen. <laughs> Your mom is such a stan, though. Like, I love it. She's like, she messages the Instagram every so often. I'm like, yes. oh my God. Yeah. She, every picture I post on my story, she'll like send me like something about it. Or like, she'll be like a heart eyes or something. Yeah. And great. remember when I post, I posted like a butt pic and she was like, yes, I need to work out <laughs> more, bitch. And I was like, oh my God, mom. <laughs> mom please stop (laughs) okay but anyways um oh well let's just jump into the first segment i guess what have you been obsessed with this week i feel like you told me yesterday but i don't remember what you said first oh okay well um one of two things i've been playing the solitaire game on my phone i think it's called like tri peaks solitaire um if i were to admit how much money i've spent on this game i would be very embarrassed um but like that's all I do with my time. Like if I have downtime, I'm just like I'm gonna play this game. I have to do I have to beat all these events and do all these things. Uh, so that's one thing I've been obsessed with. And the second thing I've been obsessed with, and this is like, yeah, I guess within the last week, um, the whole interview with Meghan Markle and I don't know if he's still considered Prince Harry or former Prince Harry. I've been like following it, and I will read. The thing is, I don't really care about the royal family like that much. Like yeah. part of it interests me, but like obviously we like we live in America. We don't have like a um I almost heard matriarch, um monarch a monarchy here, and I don't really think they hold a lot of power there anyway. It's more just like a status thing. Um, but yeah, I've been obsessed, and I fell asleep watching the interview yesterday. But uh, everything that I've read so far is like super crazy, and it's like wow, what the heck great it's like wow so i've been obsessed with that <laughs> okay what have you been obsessed with i feel like i have to sneeze oh no i don't okay if you ever had to sneeze look into the light and it'll make you sneeze Ew, i don't i don't want to sneeze right now but um okay i've been obsessed with smoothies yes Oh, yeah, because didn't you have one last night when I when we FaceTimed? Yeah, I was because um, usually I just make a protein shake, like just the mix and like water and like shake it up because I'm just like, I just, I'm just a fucking lazy ass bitch. I don't know. But yeah. I've been recently into making like smoothies. So I'll put like fruit into it. What is your favorite fruit combination for smoothies? Um, I like anything tropical. So like something with pineapple or mango and then strawberries. Wow, we are friends. Oh, why? What do you like? Same. Um, I same. I really like pineapple. I like guava or 
uh, more tropical fruit. I hate bananas in smoothies because I feel like whenever you put a banana in a smoothie, like all you can taste is banana. <laughs> oh my um, God, you're such a banana hater. Wow. I really don't care for bananas. But yeah, I prefer like something tropical, something with like berries and pineapple. Um, yeah. Wow, it now works. I want a smoothie. I know. I've been thinking about Jamba Juice for like probably two weeks now. Oh, yeah, you should get a smoothie. Right. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's what I've been obsessed with. I've been making smoothies. Yeah. Like after the gym, I'll make a smoothie and drink it. Okay. So this is kind of side related only because you said you drink protein shakes. Do you use a shaker bottle? Um, Yeah, I have one. Why? I was, I watched this guy on TikTok. His name is like Dutch something. Um, He lives in New York. He's a gay white guy. And he's like, yeah, I tried to convince people I was straight because I would just carry a shaker bottle around with me. And I was like, is that a straight man thing? And I was like, don't. Oh, yeah. It's like a it's like a gym bro thing. Oh, okay. And I was like, don't. Doesn't everybody have like a shaker bottle at some point in their life? Like, I didn't know. But that makes more sense. Yeah, it's like a gym. Gym rat. Gym bro. Gym bro. Bro gym. Gym bro sounds like a white guy name. Gym bro. This is my brother, Jim Bro. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our topic today, like, as we've said, um, last week, out of respect, I was like, you know, maybe we should be silent because the trial is going to start um, mm-hmm. at the George Floyd trial. Um, Derek Chauvin trial. Oh, yeah. Fuck. George Floyd's not on trial. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. People, it's a common thing. Um, but I'm trying to get into the habit, not to call you out, but like um, to correct people because no, George call Floyd me out, did anything. I you know. got it. Shit. Um, yeah, it's just like his his name is like so big. Right. I don't even know how to say the other guy's Chauvin? name. So, yeah. I've never Chauvin. known, though. Honestly, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. I've heard like different variations, but I'm pretty sure it's Chauvin. Anyway, so it's his trial, um, and they are selecting the jury. And um, was it this week you went to the protest and stuff? It was just yeah. Monday, right? So this Oh, my last, God. Wow. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's I was off of work Monday and Tuesday because um, I, I knew I was going to go to the protest. And honestly, one, I took Tuesday off because I was like, eh, I can take a couple days off. Also, I was like, if I get arrested, I can't not show up to work on Tuesday if I get arrested on Monday. So I was like, eh, we'll just, I'll just take Tuesday off. Um, but yeah, so Saturday, there was a protest at Governor Waltz's house at the governor's mansion um, in protest to how they're treating and what their, like the preparations were and are for this trial. Um, if you're in the Twin Cities area, you'll or if you've been downtown recently, basically the whole Hennepin County government building is like super barricaded, like with cement. Um, you know the cement dividers they put up on like for um, construction and stuff, mm-hmm. like those with like chain link fences that go up another like five six feet, and then there's like barbed wire, um, and that surrounds like a solid four to five square blocks just like blocking off the entire area and prior to this prior to like this week they basically were like you can't hold signs um you can't congregate yeah they're like if anything if anything of that happens like you're gonna get arrested or cited um you can't have like speakers set up like basically anything into do with protesting they're like nope can't do it 
and there were like they the Hennepin County put up signs like everywhere downtown apparently. Whoa. So they were like really trying to enforce, and that's why going into Monday or going into that really this this week, I was like, wow, they're really just going to arrest all of us um, because even within this little barricaded off area, they had like they had an opening into it. And then it was like an open area where they're like, this is where you can protest. But if you if you've protested before and you're like familiar with things, that was really just like a kettle system. Like they wanted to let us in and then they wouldn't be able to let us out type of thing. What's kettle system? So a kettle like um, so this happened on an election night where the police had blocked off the people protesting the election. Regardless, because like nobody wanted Trump to win. Nobody wanted Biden to win. It was kind of like a, how the hell did we end up here again? So um, people were going to take the highway and they're now notoriously known as the 646 plus because that 646 people got arrested that night. Um, So they took the highway as they do in protest time to time. Granted, this is like a Wednesday night at like eight or nine o'clock, like there's not a lot of traffic, still in a pandemic. I think at that point, restaurants had shut down again, or maybe not. Um, but they got onto the highway, and the police blocked them from the back and blocked them from the front and told them, you have to get off the highway. They were like, but you kettled us into here, so how are we supposed to get off? And they're like, well, I guess we're arresting you. So they arrested all 646 plus of them. Um so I think that's kind of what they were anticipating to do on Monday because they were trying to like lure us into one area and then block it off. So they could be like, well, you're all here and we're going to arrest you. You're on federal ground. But that's not what happened, thankfully. Um, so, so, yeah. Okay. What is kettle like the uh, kettle and like so to like, boil water? No, like kettling is like you're trying to like filter people into like one space and kind of like enclose or like entrap them. I've never heard of this word. Okay, anyway. But yeah, that's kind of what it looked like they were doing. Um, Saturday, there were a lot of, um, most of the main speaker. the main speakers on Saturday were people. Wait, wait, who, wait. What what days were you out? I was out Saturday and Monday. Okay. So Saturday at the governor's mansion, they had um, family members and loved ones of people who were, killed by police-like brutality um, throughout Minnesota. Um, Let's see, there was at least seven or eight speakers. um, And that was pretty, I don't know. I mean, I've heard, I've heard all eight of them speak prior. So I'm familiar with the stories or I'm familiar with like some of the family members. Um, All half of them, I would say, are about like mental health episodes where um, they have like a mental health disorder or they have a health disorder disorder. and the police were called one in particular i believe his name is kobe heisler um he was at home and he was having a mental health crisis police were called um and in the time that they were trying to dispatch he had been calmed down and they basically were like hey we don't need you to come in here anymore if you actually show up he's probably gonna get aggressive or like agitated again so like don't bother like we're fine we've got it all situated lo and behold police show up anyway and they're kind of like talking to him for like 10, 15 minutes. And so he gets up and because the police had been to the house before, they knew the layout. So when he got up to leave, they thought he was trying to run outside to escape for whatever reason. Um, and they shot and killed him in front of his grandma. And that was in 
I think that was a little north of the cities. I don't think I'd ever seen his mom before, but she was a speaker there. Um, They talked about Justin Teigen. He was a guy that was shot by the police and thrown in a dumpster. Um, It's just like all these terrible, terrible stories where like the police don't treat people like humans, let alone like are convicted. And none of these families ever got charges brought onto the police that killed their loved ones. So it was... It's good to hear just because like we're dealing with the same thing now um, and something that they all really tried to push and drive while we were there saying like this trial means a lot to them because most of them didn't get a trial. So if they can start to see a change in the system, they know that they can hopefully prevent the hurt that they're going through for other families and things like that. So it's heavy. I have the videos. I posted them on my personal Facebook. I can always upload them too so people can watch um but yeah they're really interesting and i think it's good to see but that was saturday um there was like a small march it was anything crazy um police presence was like super heavy for whatever reason i don't know what it is about saint paul police but they always just seem to be there when they're not really needed for anything um Mm -hmm. miguel got kind of cornered by a bunch of cops and they didn't recognize him um, because he had his motorcycle painted so they like basically had hands on guns like ready to go off because they didn't know who he was what do you mean didn't know who he was so um miguel because he is in brap and there usually is another um group they they are marshals justice frontline aid Um, they're usually kind of they're like volunteers they're medics things that will keep um protesters safe whether it's like blocking streets or if they need medical attention, people need medical attention, things like that, they will help with that and just make sure that everybody's safe. If there are like anti-protesters or put themselves in between the anti-protester and the protesters, just so um, like nothing bad happens. Like there's no physical altercations or people aren't getting unnecessarily angry or like nasty with each other. So Um, police are tip they typically don't do anything they're pretty good about keeping their distance just because they know um like i guess they don't know they don't realize that their presence can be really traumatizing to a lot of these families um i know i went to a protest in woodbury where um we were protesting for marcus henderson who was killed at a woodbury hotel after he was being held hostage Um, He escaped and he ran out of the room and the police shot and killed him. And like that cop that killed him was at the protest. So it's like it's triggering for these families to have to continuously see the officers or be reminded of the people who took their loved ones away. So, yeah, it was interesting. But that was Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, Monday morning was super early. Um, That one started early. Um, eight o'clock. Wait, the trial, uh, the jurisdiction didn't start until Tuesday, right? Or which day? So it was originally supposed to start Monday, but I forget why they prolonged it. I believe it had something to do with the charges because as of today, I think they, so too. Yeah, yeah, they reinstated the third degree murder charge, which I don't know necessarily how to feel about it because I think. Right now, he's charged with manslaughter at the second degree, second degree murder, but un- or second degree murder, but unintentional killing, and then now the third degree. So with that, 
I think at max you could get 40 years. Um, but with the third degree, I think it's like a max of like 20, which we'll see. Um, have we talked are about you... trial predict- predictions? No, I was going to ask, are you how are you like one to be like any charge is fine or do you want like a specific charge or are you just like any time is time how do you I feel? believe that how do I say this I don't think that he will get charged for more than 10 or 12 years because the only other cop that's been convicted in Minnesota has was sentenced I think for 10 or 12 years and mind what you, about the black cop? That he only got ten or twelve years. Oh, okay. So yeah, he he was a Somali cop and he killed um, a white woman on accident, and he got ten or twelve years. So I'm assuming that they'll kind of do the same. Um, right now, I don't know. I don't think that there's anything that's going to make everybody happy. I think if he got life in prison or like the full max of the forty years, people would probably be like, "Okay, you did what was right." Because honestly, like, how do you how do you kneel on someone's neck for four, eight minutes and forty six seconds, and you have three officers looking on to you and like nobody does anything? They never called for an ambulance, like none of that. Like it was just done. So I would personally, if he was given the full forty and everything was kind of taken care of in that sense, I would be more at ease. Um, a lot of the things, family supporting families. Um, is a organization. I know that there's part, there's another half of that organization name that I'm forgetting, but um, they have proposed eight or nine bills to office to be passed in Minnesota um, in regard to police brutality and um, community control, community controlled police um, and how to kind of handle those situations for like mental health episodes or for like petty crimes and things like that, where, people end up being killed because the police are called and they're trigger happy and like whatever the case. A lot of it's like body cam footage released in 48 hours. Um, community control police. You can have like police from all these super suburban towns policing like Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, things like that. But to answer your question, I don't think that he's going to get charged <clears throat> too much. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like acquitted the way that the jury selection is going right really? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Jury selection, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know. Because, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, how much can we blame the system and how much can we blame the jury? Because the jury is supposed to be a reflection on the community the but it's not really because they're like you know they're trying to stack the jury or whatever and that's the thing both sides have to appro- approve of the jurors and here i'll read you um georgia fort is an independent media journalist who she's out at a lot of protests not just for like blm or like police brutality i've seen her at like line three protests um, and other things too so she just reports on news um, that's happening in the Twin Cities. And she was, I think, the only media person allowed into the courtroom during all this. So she's been streaming live updates about things. Um, if you want more information, I definitely would follow her on Facebook. It's just Georgia, like the state and Fort, F-O-R-T. Um, she's been giving good updates about jury selection resumes. So this is from, this is the most recent 
um, the first person questioned was a male who was selected for jury. He has a cousin who used to be a cop, a friend who works for forensics, and also said a cop's testimony has more weight than a civilian. So it's the first person. Um, let's see. Second person of the day was sent home. She had an uncle who was a deputy and was uncertain how she would decide who was telling the truth if an officer and a civilian had different stories about the same incident. Um, third person was sent home. A man of color said he has a somewhat negative view of the defendant, although he doesn't believe in defunding the police. Um, fourth person was selected man of color, not from this country. Fifth person was sent home, had strong views on social justice issues, has a relative that was a judge in Minnesota. Um, another juror was not called in. They waived their spot due to their age. Sixth juror sent home female mother attorney. Um, volunteered in jails, believed police deserve more respect, believed she could be impartial. Um, last juror was sent home. He did not do a good job convincing the courtroom that he could be impartial. But I believe the jurors that were selected, one was a chemist who was engaged and believes all lives matter. Second juror selected is a female who has an uncle who's an officer, um, believes that what the officer says has the same merit as anyone else. Um, and third juror selected is an auditor who, ha who has a friend who works for MPD who has a canine but doesn't think that will impact um, him to deliver a verdict. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah. It's not looking great right now, truthfully. Um, and I was talking about this with a couple people I know at, pro at on Monday. And I said, I mean, truthfully, what it comes down to is how those people in this court and how the people in this system view the view and value the life of George Floyd versus well the life of George Floyd and Minneapolis because and I say this because history repeats itself and people don't learn and I'll get into this after I explain this um the Rodney King riots or the LA riots in 92 happened because of the Rodney King verdict I have no doubt in my mind that the same exact thing will happen, especially given the tensions. And we can talk about this too um, as well, especially with the rising tensions between the Asian and the black communities, the same way it was in LA during those riots where a lot of Korean store owners were killing black people and vice versa. A lot of black people were robbing Korean stores and a lot of people were looting in general. I think the same will happen and they could prevent all of that if they convict Chauvin. I don't think, uh, I shouldn't say that. But at the same time, because they've separated him from the other three officers, part of me thinks that they'll pin all of it on him and let the other three kind of go. How do you feel about that? I feel like Chauvin is the one to be held accountable at most because he was the most senior officer and he is the one who physically did it. Um, and, and he has the one that's like the past. Like he has. Yeah, he's like 22 complaints. And he. The, yeah. Um, George Floyd was not the first man he's killed while being a cop either. So I think that that takes that's something that she could take into account as well. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those things like if you're seeing somebody at school getting bullied and you just let it happen, you're just as bad as the bully because you're not doing anything about it. But at the same time, I think police well are you though i think so i mean if you see somebody doing something wrong 
and you know it's blatantly wrong and like you could do something about it because i mean look what happened now but what if you feel like you can't do something about it right and i think that's what the issue is with the police system is that it's treated like a fraternity or this brotherhood because if they would if one of those officers would have been like hey man like ease up he would have been like fuck you i'm the senior officer don't tell me what to do and then what happens at the end of the day they're like you don't get a patrol with him anymore or you're made fun yeah. of so it's kind of like it's a double-edged sword but like at the same time look at them now they're all being charged with murder so it's like you either stand up and like you're made fun of in the precinct or you go to jail like i don't like one of those definitely has to be better than the other like you can quit being a cop if you don't feel like what's if you don't feel like things aren't being done right in my opinion or you fight that because you're in the system and you have the right to so i don't know i'm well i don't know cuz i'm not a cop obvi but um it's always like do i say something or do i protect myself i don't know right and i i, I do think that he will get the main guy derek will get pinned and i think that they'll let the other three go um because i don't think they have a a good case on the other three right Uh, but the main guy derek i think that they have the biggest case i'm just afraid of what the jury is going to say because i read articles that are going to say that that are saying that um they're going to try and shift the focus on george floyd's like drug use and how he was like had was on meth and on fentanyl and how he was on he had coronavirus and he had like right and it had nothing to do with the asphyxiation but none of the autopsy reports i've seen um or read about have said that so i think that they're really trying to throw that out and they've also said that they can't use his like past criminal history to well to me oh no that was it oh okay oh i was gonna say well to me that seems like a weak argument that like he you know, was on drugs and blah, 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 and whatever else. So he, he, I think they're trying to argue that, like, he was on the cusp of, like, he was uh, gonna go anyway. Or, like, right. the, the fact that he uh, was arrested, that stress could have caused him to have a heart attack and die. So he was, on the, he, was, he was on his way out. I think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah. And that scares me because the jury that they have selected... I'm not quite sure if they want educated people. I don't know if they want right and not educated people, but it's very easy to like sway that if you're speaking to someone who's uneducated. And that's and, that's the weird thing and that's the really yeah. shitty thing about this case and this trial is that nobody in the state of Minnesota is impartial like Nobody has. Yeah, there's no way you can be impartial. No, because there's no way that you're going to be like, ah, I could see it either way. Like, either you There's know no that, that you he killed not. that man. Yeah. And because you watched You made it. up your mind already. Right. And that's so. It's been almost a year. Like, exactly. You've made up your mind. And that's the thing, because you're going to get one side or the other. You really can't. You can't come into this with no bias at this point. Because if you have, you must have been fucking asleep for the last 10 months and been like, what happened? Okay. Let me be in the jury. Let me hear it for the first time. Like, you would need fresh minds that had no idea no recollection of what going on like no history of either of them and then just presented in court 
Are the jurors in like Minneapolis or are they? Yeah, they have to live. Like, they, they have to live within Hennepin County. That's how jury system works. Oh, interesting. So it's supposed yeah, to be by your that. peers. And that's the thing that sucks. Work. Because like, I mean, I've seen it in Minnesota is very like, we're, we're like mildly progressive. We're like white woman fe- feminism progressive. Like we're not anything super crazy, uh, but we're still like a, a half and half state. Like it's not that many more. Like we're a blue state, but it's not crazy. Yeah, it's like it's like by an edge, you know. Right. Mean? Okay, let's take a break and then we'll come back. I wanted to talk about something, but I forgot what I wanted. Okay. Oh, I want to talk about if um if you think that we would be jurors, like if we think we would be selected. We talked about it a little bit, but whatever. We'll okay. come back and do. It. We'll be back. Enjoy the commercial. Yes. Yay. What up? Hey again. Hey y'all. We're back. Um, into the second half. With this, I feel like it's going to be a long episode, probably. Yeah, probably we'll get a little longer. Sorry, you guys. It's um, just so much to talk about. It's a lot to cover. Yeah, it's it's a lot to cover, and we like to talk. So fucking deal with <laughs> Surprise. it. Surprise! Um, so you want to know how? Like, I was on a jury once. Really? Can you say? Yeah. So I got dismissed, though. Uh, so I kind of understand Were you how the process to works. Get no, I okay something like, <laughs> if you know me and like you really know me um you know that i love excuse me i'm drinking too much juice um i love court tv so <laughs> and i also am a big fan of legally blonde which is kind of like me um but i love court tv i really enjoy um just hearing about cases and things and I wanted to be on that jury. You can actually call in once a year to be to do jury duty and like serve. Um, so I was excited when I got picked. And so the way but you, you did, didn't like, get picked though. Yeah. I mean, they send you the letter and then you have to show up like the first day or they let you know if you have to show up the first day. So I just show up and I had to be there like 8 a.m. And they basically have you sit around until like they start kind of questioning you like individually. And they had me fill out this questionnaire um, because the case presented to us was about a um immigrant these white immigrant man this white immigrant man who was um being tried for raping a girl mm-hmm. so they had us fill out a questionnaire about things and some of the questions were like how do you feel about um women drinking with men and like not being left alone or do you know or have you ever experienced sexual assault things like that Um, and because I have a really good friend that I grew up with who was sexually assaulted for a couple of years um, in my like preteen adolescence I had put that and I was honest open and honest about it and I said um, I had I had someone close to me go through a similar experience and because I said that and put that in my testimony yeah, they were like bitch you're out of here yeah but i also was like i think like some 40 percent of women experience sexual assault so i mean if you take that 40 percent, it's not going to be that big of a degree of the amount of women or men that know somebody who have seen right. someone or yeah experienced that something. doesn't make any sense to me though like how do they select a jury like how what kind of question is that like i don't know well some of the like, questions that of, they had like, asked what kind of person for- are they looking for you know what I mean? Like they want someone that that will swag and get their to get their um get their person off on like whatever the case. Like they want to win the case for their client. So it's like it's it's really stupid. I know, I, but both sides have to be like, yeah, this person 
work. Well, because a jury, okay. especially for things like that, you have to be all or nothing. Like you can't have a hung jury. You can't be like half and half or like three, like two thirds, especially with like murder and stuff. Like you can't have even if you have one person disagree, like that's it. Yeah. Like you'll just sit in there until like I, you come up with something. I I don't think I would ever be selected for jury duty. I think I I'm, I'm too, too opinionated. Yeah, me too. And just I feel like if they find my Instagram, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this bitch is." See, too and loud. that's the thing because the questions on this one, I forget what. I know one of them was like, "How do you feel about the BLM movement and things like that?" And I was like, "Ugh." I'm like, "What do you say that wouldn't get you?" tossed out like if you say oh it's bullshit then yeah you like, can't be like no opinion yeah because like, like <laughs> i feel like that's a lie because everyone has an opinion everybody like, has a bias <sighs> and that and that's the thing that sucks at like most about it is a lot of people have like an unsolicited bias or just a bias that like they're not aware about uh, yeah, aware of either conscious bias you have one everyone yeah has everybody one. has it God. so it's like how do you how do you fend that? Like, how do you defend yourself in that? Or how do you not let that come out? So I don't know. I don't think I would be selected for a jury. I would not be. At least not in this case. I would love to be a juror and like have the facts and evidence. But the thing is, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, everybody saw an eight minute and 46 second video of Derek Chauvin on his neck. And that video came on in the news the other day. Um, while we were staying downtown, and I have never watched the video, and I saw. Oh, I haven't it. watched it either. I literally wanted to cry. Like I saw maybe a split second. I like turned away, but like the audio was there, and I hadn't listened to the audio either. And I was like, "Yeah, I can't do this." So if I knew I'd be in the jury, and I'd have to watch that video. There's no way I'd watch that and be like, "Yeah, this man doesn't deserve to go to jail either." But I guess like right, at that yeah. point, that's evidence in there mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, that's what happened." So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be a crazy trial. And it's like on TV, right? I... Like they haven't done that. I thought they haven't done that since like fucking OJ or something. Yeah, basically. So it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be like a long process. Um, I it's like they have like they have dates set for when defense um defense arguments are supposed to be made or like a prediction of when the verdict is supposed to be made but really it just depends and it, now yeah. and now with like the third degree charge being added on or reinstated it could take longer so i mean i'm not holding my breath i'm not excited to see i don't know i just have a lot of anxiety built up about it because not that everything that we've i've partook on partake partaken partook part not everything that i was partition (laughs) driver roll of the partition please Uh, (laughs) but not everything that i was involved in like it feels like it would be worth nothing if like everybody's been out like literally the entire world was protesting this and knew that it was wrong and then if like the fate of all of this like remains and lies in the hands of like 12 jurors who at this point, I feel like we're just randomly selected out of like a shit show. It's kind of like, all right, so now what? I don't know. It's so annoying. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It stresses me I guess out. we'll have to see. Yeah, so, I mean, 
it'll be interesting. The march on Monday and like the gathering though is like eight or nine hundred people. It was pretty good. Um, there are a lot of good speakers and just basically saying like, this is our time and honestly, all of this could have been prevented. I hate to be that way, but like if the two white guys that did, got, got away with killing Emmett Till didn't get away with killing him and like laws were put in place then every single person that's been killed that we know about or we don't know about probably would have gotten justice so like that's the way I look at it like all of this was preventable but we you mean all of this was preventable like way 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 like, like way back when yeah because like if it started like way back then oh absolutely people accountable okay yeah because if you were to hold people accountable even like after the don king because don king was recorded or no not don king sorry that's the announcer guy rodney king yeah i was like don king rodney king was um was recorded and on and that was shown on live tv about him getting beat up by the cops and those cops got acquitted like they were let go and like that's when the night like that's when the riots broke out so it's like we see that and then we did it. We saw it again with Trayvon. We see it with Breonna Taylor. We see it with like Sandra Bland and like a lot of these people don't even get charged. So the fact that it's getting this far and like going to court, like that means something. But, and mm-hmm. I talked to my dad about this yesterday. He's like, yeah, my whole life I've seen it come this far and it's still like not, it's no change. It like falls flat. Yeah. yeah. And he's very doubtful of it. I don't blame him. Um, I mean, he's been on this earth a lot longer than I have and, he isn't that so sad though to have that being like yeah this is a big trial but like whatever like yeah i've seen it time and time again because that's what he said he's like i'm not gonna get too involved because for what it's probably gonna be the same outcome and he's like if it if he's convicted great if it doesn't it's kind of like a wasn't really expecting in any anyway yeah but it's like if he was convicted like then what like victory but is, like, but there's still it? like, like there's still work to be done exactly yeah yeah um because i know another bill that they're trying to pass is if um they want like records of cops so if they they want to be able to like look up if you've ever killed anybody and like that should be public record or like if you get fired from being a police officer for like improper use of like a firearm or whatever the case things like that that you can't just sign up to be a cop in another city or another state like that should be something that you're not yeah. allowed to do yeah, I, I just want to say that, like, yes, if he is convicted, that's great. But we want justice, but we also want change. Like, just because he's convicted doesn't mean, like, oh, it's over. It doesn't fix everything. And that's- yeah, it, and, and when, how do I say this? I feel like if he is convicted, that will calm everything, or qualm, qualm, calm. calm. It'll calm down everything, but also at the same time, it's like, don't don't let that like shut us up you know exactly like, don't let that don't let that calm us down enough to be like well, okay well things will work out and things will go back be to fine. normal yeah right and i think that's what a lot of the takeaway from this is is that no matter what which way the verdict goes there's still a lot of work to be done and this is just one case out of like thousands hundreds of yeah. thousands yeah and so i mean it's not it's it's a big win and hopefully it'll be a big win and it's something that people will be able to like take a breath and like breathe about. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. think it's, it's not like an end all. It's not like a, 
it's again like putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound like it's not anything Ew, that's gonna, okay. yeah well you can't do that like it's still it's still there you still have to tend to it and it's still going to it's not gonna fix anything mm-hmm. so i would love to see for Derek chauvin to go to jail um and the other officers if it's not the same amount of time it's like anything with accessory and things like that i mean there's still some time to it so i think that's valid um i would like to see them get some time but i just i'm not anticipating it at all yeah i'm like i'm not gonna think i don't think that's gonna happen but oh there's my roommate hello upstairs um okay (laughs) What, what should we talk about now? Should we move on or do you want to keep Yeah, talking? that's really all Ow. I had to report about it. I mean, we'll continue to provide updates as things progress and as things move on. I'm following decently close on this. Um, I'm going to continue to go out um, during all of this throughout the next couple months anyway. So I'll keep you guys posted. I mean, oh, and I'll say this. Like, there wasn't really police presence on Monday. Um, they were all undercover, if anything, but they definitely were ready to, like, pop off. Like they, so they had like their, how could you tell them the cover um, was it obvious yeah a lot of the time it's just obvious or they have undercover they're like hello cars. kids uh, yeah you guys want to buy some drugs <laughs> um but no we we had gone out sunday night and just like surveilled the area and walked around downtown and just were kind of scoping out to see where things were and how things were going so yeah but yeah we can carry on very cool okay um, another thing that Latif and I wanted to talk about was um, the increase on hate crimes on Asian Americans yeah. within the past like few months. Well, in like the last year, I looked at a statistic um, recently. Well, honestly, just before you called, um, oh. <laughs> I had looked up because I I knew I knew that there were a lot of these going on, and I've heard like firsthand accounts of things happening. Um, and I think just in the year 2000, it was nearly 3,000 hate incidents towards Asian Americans in 2020 alone. So, you I mean, you take that and it's still continuing now. Um, that's pretty insane to me. And most of, most of them are elderly, which is the thing that bothers me the most about it. Other than the fact that they're just minorities. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It just hurts. It's just so sad to see. That, like, this is what we've resorted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I wanted to say this anecdote, um, and then I guess I'll, we can talk about it. But mm-hmm. um, the other day, I had a friend, an Asian male, um, and he was like talking, and he was like, I'm gonna say something political, and I was like, okay, say it, I guess. And he was like, I wonder if all the Asian people who, you know, were supporting Black Lives Matter and, like, going to all the protests and doing all that stuff, I wonder if they, like, regret it now. And I was like, first of all, your tone seems very pointed (laughs) at me. Um, And I basically was like, no. Like, because to me, I think he was trying to say, like, do you think that Asian people that support Black Lives Matter regret it now that now that it, it feels as though like black lives are targeting are targeting Asians. So it's like, you got our back, but we don't got yours kind of thing. I think that's, I think that's, that's what, what he was, he was trying to. Yeah. But I think at the same time, and I'm not, I'm not defending people who are doing this by any means. Um, 
when I say this, but I will say I think anybody involved in the movement knows that neither of those are right. You know, like, yeah, it's not okay on either sense. Are there people in the movement who believe in like black supremacy? Absolutely. Is that like a very small, minute thing? Absolutely. So I wouldn't look at it that way. Um, If someone says that to me, that means like your allyship is conditional. (laughs) to be honest like it sounds like you're only wanting to support black lives matter when it's convenient um but if anything like i've heard people in the community and in the movement say things in support of like defending asian elderly yeah yeah and that's what i i basically said that back to him i was like no because the people who understand like allyship and stuff like that like all the cool, like, I don't know, all the cool, like, down Asian people understand that, like, that's the people, the black people and the people that are attacking Asian Americans, that's, like, not the masses, you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know how to explain it. And I also, like, and all the black people that are cool and down, they know that, like, not every Asian person, like, hates black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, a small subsection of, hello? Sorry. Okay. It's like a small section of the group that is like fighting, but that doesn't mean it's like the whole group. Um, and I saw on TikTok, of course, you know that's my uh, that's our new source now. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, there's a lot of discourse between these young Asian Americans and these young Black Americans, and it's it's interesting because it's like, where did this come from suddenly? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like very like what and i it's like hello we're back in the 90s like what's going on and i think it's Um, one of those things where it's like you can support both parties like you can support both races and it doesn't mean that like you're impartial like you think less of somebody else like to me that's stupid like you shouldn't it's not about picking sides it's well it's i don't want to say it's not about picking sides because there's a right and wrong side but it's not about like well i rep this and this means that i have to do that and i'm like that doesn't make sense to me so yeah so my tiktok algorithm is like all fucked up i I don't know if i've said this on podcast already but um it's like it's basically i watched like one video about like asian american kids talking about like you know anti-asian or being anti-black or whatever and then now all my videos are about all these kids like basically just arguing with each other about like who's right who's wrong i'm like i don't want to see that tiktok i fucking logged in to see like dumb shit but anyway so there's this uh one tiktoker um a young black woman and she was basically going off about how like there's like a lot of um anti-blackness or anti-blackness in the asian community and like we as black people shouldn't support the asian community because they don't have our back and basically i saw that and then all my videos now are of people of like bashing. any race bashing her and being like, what is this girl talking about? And so it kind of made me open my eyes and be like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense because any sane person would know that you cannot generalize a whole group, which is what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a Black person or as a Black female, for you to be like, don't generalize the black community, but let's generalize this community. It like doesn't make any sense. Um, well, and let's you know just I mean? be honest here, and maybe this is just me, controversial, but brave. Um, 
I don't think Asian the Asian community has always been supportive of the black community. But at the same time, I wouldn't say that the black community is very supportive of the Asian community. There it is. I said it like that's that's what it is. And a lot of the time and I I think that this is a kind of a controversial thing, but very often and you kind of see this more recently. And I know that some rappers and some people do have like some Asian descent or like are partially Asian. But you see a lot of that. um, I don't want to say like necessarily it's cultural appropriation but it's definitely borrowing or buying into an asian culture especially eastern asian culture and you have like people trying to infiltrate that or even like the k-pop genre and at the same time you have asian people trying to infiltrate like a black music scene and things like that where you have someone who for a long time was going by rich chicka is now changing his name to rich brian because he's learned like that's not okay so like to me Neither community has been like exclusively supportive of the other. Um, but at the same time, like that's because it's all systemic. Like the system that that oppresses the Asian community also oppresses the black community. And that's what happens when you're oppressed is that you start to point the your finger at the wrong people who are putting you there. Like it has nothing to do with us. It's like who's oppressing us and making us feel this type of way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that wasn't. I don't think that was my point. I know. Um. um <laughs> but I will. Uh, I'll like say it again. Um, because I don't know. I don't think I said it very clearly. But um, how do I say it? Um. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Never mind. Wait, no, I'll try and say it. Wait, should I? I don't know. Um, While you're thinking, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, I, what I was trying to say is like, for you as a minority to be like, don't generalize my community, but let's generalize someone else's right. doesn't make any sense because like, you can't just be like, it's. I don't like generalizations, but let's just do it to this community. What is that saying? You can't just do it when you like fit it. What's what? that saying? It's like the pot calling the kettle black or whatever. Like that's one of those scenarios. Yeah, I don't know what that really means, but it's, yeah, it's like that. yeah, it's like uh, um, you. I don't like this, but I'm gonna do the same thing to you. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, that is something that she brought up as well. Um, like, oh, the Asian community doesn't support the black community. The black community doesn't support the Asian community. Vice versa. But I mean, yeah, that is. Like it stems from um, a systemic place, and I don't think that people understand that, right? Um, but it is interesting to see like this tension arise again because, at, and maybe this is just me, and maybe it's just you too. But because we don't live in, you know, we don't live in North Minneapolis or whatever. Um, there is there is a lot of tension if you really think about it. There is, but it's just you know, swept under the rug. Uh, if you really think about it, it's like two low income um, minority uh, races yeah. or ethnicities, minorities occupying the same space. Of course, there's going to be racial tensions. It's just that Latifah and I haven't seen it because we live in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us to deny and like for me to be like, I don't know what that is. It's, it suddenly appears. That's not 
really factual. It's always been there, but it's interesting to really see it now in the mainstream with all these attacks. Um, I will say that I don't like the fact that um, the way the media portrays it, they will really, really push this agenda that like it's black against Asian, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's like most of them I think are probably white. A lot of the time, the Asian. one time so, that I've experienced it and like seen it firsthand, it, and granted, like I, I am in Minnesota, but like I was in Uptown literally a year ago when COVID first broke out, and I mean, one of your friend of mine that's listening to this is like a. 60 to 70 percent chance that you're also asian like a 50 percent that you were also there that night um but (laughs) but we had gone out for we went out for miguel's birthday and like a lot of our friend group is southeast asian whether it's like filipino Hmong, um lao just like a mix indonesian um we went out and like it's obviously a decent amount of us and a lot of us are asian looking or just asian and a guy walks past us and says something about covid and then like a yelling match just like breaks out and it was just like a white guy making some stupid joke and someone was like what did you say he's like oh nothing and it's like people are so quick to do that and the thing the thing that gets me about this shit is that all these attacks aren't happening in like all these rural areas like they're happening in like Sacramento, New York City, Chicago, LA. Like that's what bothers me most about these things going on. Like they're happening in diverse areas, you know? Oh, well yeah, that's the thing. That's what I said. It's like you know, two low-income minorities occupying the same mm-hmm. space. Like there's a lot of tension there. Um what is interesting to me is that like is it just i mean i it is on the rise but is it just like we it's just being reported now or has it been happening I for a long time i think it's been happening for at least the, i think covid really is what jump started it which is really ironic cuz a lot of you motherfuckers yeah. did not believe in covid and were like this shit's fake but as soon as you see an old aging grandma you're like let me deck her because of covid like yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> she gave it to us. This bitch yeah, gave it so to like, us. That's yeah. what I don't understand. But I know that there's been an increase since the beginning of the pandemic. Because it wasn't there like an old, there was a woman who was like, I don't know if it was in New York, but there was like an old Chinese woman set like on fire or something. Yeah, well, and it, it goes back to like the police brutality. It's like, you know, the black community has always been like, this has been happening for years. It's just being documented. Right, you're like, all just finding out about so it. So that's why it seems like it's like so huh. large um, and like new. So I don't know. I I can't say because I don't I don't live in those areas. I don't know. I, I don't have firsthand experience. But what really gets me is like, why the elderly? Right. Like, what? why are you finding someone that you know? Like, how? <laughs> to me, and this is this is like obviously a very vague and a very like far out description. But like, that's like Mike Tyson fighting like Kevin Hart. Like, you know, it's like someone who's been training and like someone who definitely knows what they're doing, finding like some tiny person, like you have no chance to win this fight. Like, why are you picking on someone that you know that you're going to hurt? Like, and who, like, yeah. it looks stupid either way. Like, okay, either, yeah, you beat up an old person and like, does that make you a good person? Or you, oh, the old person beats up they, you. They beat your ass. And like, how stupid do you yeah. look when your ass beat by some old, like, old man? So I don't know. but it's sad it's just a mess like it's sad it's a mess it's like and and what you said that really opened my eyes earlier i didn't really think about that was um 
the tension that could arise after the conviction if he is not convicted against the Asian American community. I don't know if that ties in. Well, because one of the officers is Hmong. So, I mean... Oh, yeah. So, I guess guess that could... part Because I know for... I had a lot of... um, because at the time, it, at, during like the Rodney King, uh, like Latasha Harlan's, like she was shot Korean by that Korean the store. girl. Yeah, but I don't know if that's been like happening in Minnesota. I don't. I'm, it's like I'm a shit there, show, you know? honestly. It's been it's difficult, and how he's gonna say something? Oh, because what is the officer's name? His like is Ku Tang Tang Ku Tao, the officer. I think his name is. Two, two, two Tao, something. If two, I don't know. Um, but the Hmong officer who was convicted, that's a very common Hmong name. And people were like, to any two that they could find on Facebook were like giving him death threats. And I had multiple people that I knew in like the Hmong community being like, please stop messaging my cousin. He's not the officer that was involved in the George Floyd murder. So it's like, yeah, it's things like that. And it comes from ignorance and it comes from like a angry place. Um, but yeah, to tie back to what you're saying about Latasha Harlan's, like she was like what twelve, or like even younger than that. Yeah, she was like twelve or thirteen, I think. And like she was shot because the Korean woman thought she was like stealing from her store, like trying to loot like a soda can. And they were like, "Well, technically, she was stealing." And like she got the woman got let off, like she wasn't convicted. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting to see how the media. Um, portrays everything and that's why I think it's important to make sure you know your news sources and also like don't just listen to one news source and that's one thing that I've learned um, in the last year especially is like you I think the best media comes from the community and I know that sounds like redundant because it's like well it's not national news or it's like it's not someone but you're getting the news and the information from someone who is aware with the situation or aware with the area or it at least knows about the people involved, whether they have a bias to them or not, but can at least provide information. This bitch is breaking up, my God. Is it really? Okay, we got to go. Okay, we'll be back. Okay, (laughs) bye. We're back. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, I just, okay, I'll say something. Um, I'll say two things. One is that um, if you if the audio is fucked up, blame Latifa. What? <laughs> because I, I don't know if you heard it. I heard it, but it was like breaking up at the end, and that's why I was like, "Okay, we have to go." Um, and I know it's Latifa because yesterday I was Facetime with Latifa, <laughs> and the her, the screenshot I took, her face is all blurry and mine is fine. And I don't know what's been going on. I don't know what's wrong with the internet because I called my little sister and my mom and their FaceTime was like fine. I don't know what's going on because like my internet's never been like super amazing. It's so stupid. I hate it here. But like anytime I'm like, no, the internet, like I test it and it's fine. But I do live like completely out in the suburbs. So it's like. It's yeah, tough, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think because they're, like, building more houses around us, like, it's getting kind of, like, sketch, or, like, it's getting... There's more houses and some more Wi-Fi going on. <sighs> okay, anyway, yeah. and then my second thing I wanted to say was, um, back to that TikTok, is that, um, yeah, so the girl was, like, trying to, uh, like, say that, oh, Asian community, stay out of Black people's business, and let's stay out of each other's business, and, like, whatever else, but... 
I mean, at the end of the day, and I had to say it, at the end of the day, um, what people like that are trying to, like, justify or explain away is the killing of an innocent person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're trying to justify the killing of this elderly person by saying, you guys have never been a part of us, so why would we support you? Why would we support Asian Lives Matter? Um, So... That kind of stuck in my craw. I think that's a saying people say. Let stuck me know. In my craw. That sounds. I don't gross. know. I've heard that before. <laughs> I've heard so it from a white person. So if you're white, let me know. Ooh. Um. Not so that not like the best, but okay. So that really was interesting to me because it's like yeah, like I like I said at the end of the day, you're trying to explain away or justify the killing of an innocent person, but it's also interesting because that type of justification is always the type of justification that white people use to like explain everybody the else. killing of a black person. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So it's And just, I agree. It's very weird to see that same rhetoric pop up and um and and it's sometimes it's like you don't even notice. Like I don't even think she noticed that she was using the same rhetoric that white people use to explain the killing of a white a black person like oh he's a criminal anyway or like he was doing this or blah 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 right so, very interesting and i think that's all valid and i think it's one of those things like once the oppressed like once you're oppressed for so long you will eventually become the oppressor in any in some type shape way or form um so when I say, like, I understand her point, like, I understand to an extent where it's like, I see why that could happen. But I also see like where Asian people are like, well, why would we support you guys? Well, you guys don't support us and like vice versa. But like you said, like, if it comes down to like a life or death situation, like, don't use that as an excuse and like, don't try to think that it's like a holier than thou. Like, well, that's not me. I told you all about that. And like, you shouldn't have been fucking around and be like, no, because that's not fixing anything. Like, you're just you're not holding anybody accountable for their actions. And I think that that's what a lot of the, that if that's today's takeaway, if anything, just be hold people accountable in general really is like people are getting away with too much shit that they shouldn't be getting away with. And it's really showing now. And I think that's what a lot of people are lacking these days. But Um, anyway, Latif also wanted to talk about Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah. So I like, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I've been obsessed. And like, granted, I kind of have followed them when they had first gotten together. Meghan Markle and Prince were formerly Prince Harry. Um, were you a big like royal family fiend? No, I never have. Okay. Yeah. Me but, either. Uh, I was like, okay. I, I watched the first season of The Crown this year. Um, okay work so you did research. I know I know everything but I I will say I am I really do like history and royalty does entice me a little bit so like I've read up on the royal family well like a lot of royal families like I watched um Catherine the Great on HBO and that's like about like the Russian queen Catherine and like things like that so I was reading and whenever obviously with the Meghan Markle thing came up um, and they got married. I remember there was a lot of controversy because they were like, she's black. And it's hilarious to me because Meghan Markle is half black, but she is very like white passing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 
most people wouldn't look at her twice and be like, that's a black girl. And like, honestly, that's something that a lot of mixed people face a lot of the time anyway. Because to me, she looks like Rashida Jones, who is also half black. She does. Oh my God. Wow. Like they have the same complexion. They have the they same look kind like, of yeah, similar. The same kind of like skinny nose, I guess. Yeah, but they're both half black. So like, that's just how it is. So I know like before they're getting married and the British press has always tried to paint her as the villain against like Kate Middleton or against the family, things like that. So I don't know if people have, I don't know if you guys have watched the interview or have like read about it, but it's like pretty spicy stuff. Like, yeah, um, it, in the interview, wasn't she just like, yeah, Kate Middleton is like, fine. Yeah, she was like, um, she's like, no, she, she was good. So um, there was an article that an article that came out about their wedding like six or seven months after the wedding. So it was like way after. So it was like nothing was really going on at the time, but they had waited that long. And they published a story saying that Meghan Markle had made Kate Middleton cry at her wedding. Mm-hmm. And Meghan came out and told Oprah, she's like, actually, it was the opposite. Like, I didn't, she didn't, I didn't make her cry. She made me cry because they were fighting over like flower dresses and stuff. And she's like, like, so stupid, but okay, work. But at the same time, I'm like, I get it because it's like it's your wedding and she um, she's marrying to like the royal family. Like it's not something to take lightly, like all eyes are on an, them all the time. A, OK, this is an aside. But if you ever get married, I will tell you if you have ugly dresses. I would never and, have ugly dresses. And if you cry, if you cry, then and I'm like, I'm doing your favor. <laughs> I'm Megan Markling you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, think okay. I would have an ugly dress. I have, <laughs> I have an ideal dress in mind, um, at least for myself. And I have like a color scheme in mind, but like another day, another time. Um, but also Calvin has also like exclusive. He told me that he'll never be in my wedding. I will so, not be in your wedding. Do you know how ugly I will, that is? I will plan it. I will do like makeup. I'll do everything else. I'll like cook. I'll make a cake. I will not be in your wedding party. Calvin's just going to show up in like a silk button up shirt and like call it a day. Yeah stupid I hate <laughs> anyway anyway uh, <laughs> royal weddings um so basically it was a lot about that and about a lot of how she was being painted as the villain um and as most if not as everybody should know prince harry's mother was princess diana um of wales who was married to his father who i think his name is is it prince charles no is it Charles? Is it? I don't know. Phil? Some guy. Oh, Phil. their dad. Yeah. Is it Phil? Or is Philip the guy that? I don't know. I thought you did it. your research. Damn, um, it's not. I don't care about him, truthfully, but because he's an ass. He got okay. So a lot of people speculate that Princess Diana got killed after she divorced her husband, um, because she knew all these things about the royal family. Um, I had watched the Princess Diana in her own words documentary couple months ago because i i do like princess Diana, like i like her what she stand for and like how she stood up for herself and things like that but um a lot of the reason that she stepped away is because i think harry had recognized a lot of the same behaviors in his wife that his mom was going through um and that's why they left because a lot of people don't know um or a lot of people who don't follow things don't know that like princess diana at the time had like tried to commit suicide i think twice um she suffered with bulimia like throughout her life after she started dating her husband i'm pretty sure it's charles i'm like 90 percent sure um this bitch is obsessed with the royal family i think the royal family is like 
royalty entices a lot of people because it's so like archaic and like you know everyone loves like princesses and stuff but like that's really it like there's no royal family that's like big this is the this is it like, and they're all after, like incestual that's yeah the other after thing. they die it's like that's it dude yeah so yeah her husband's name was charles but and she was she became bulimic after he was like oh you're getting a little chubby so she became bulimic after She's that like, you she, fat bitch basically Man. and she threw herself literally threw herself down a flight of stairs while she was pregnant and told him that she's like i want to kill myself i don't want to be here anymore and this was in front of the queen and he literally was like you're being dramatic and then like left to go ride a horse and I'm like what the fuck and so obviously they end up getting a divorce and she how do you feel about the queen is she a is she crazy her royal highness um i don't know i don't really follow like she's old now her husband seems like he's about to die he's like 99 don't you just uh, feel like she's like she's not even a part of it I don't know. I feel like she, well, and that's the I thing. Like like she's the old. Interview, I feel like she's like, what the fuck? She's hella on? old. She's the longest reigning um, monarch that has reigned in that um, family in history. And I'm sure her son is just like, just fucking die yeah. so I can be king. Well, because like, I feel like she's old and she like doesn't give a fuck, you know? She but is... maybe that's just because like, I know that in the interview Megan Merkel was like yeah and they're like wondering about like Archie's skin tone he's gonna come out dark but like did the queen say that or like they wouldn't someone disclose they like refused to disclose that because they didn't want to ruin um or like tarnish anybody's name for saying stuff like that um but I was like I was also like who else would say it no I'm like I'm not shocked by this like this is not shocking to me at all that a white royal family is racist. Like, wow. Like, these that, people are, like, the... Like, bitch, what you think? Like, the her husband, Queen Elizabeth's husband, is literally 99 years old. So, like, he was definitely around. And I believe part of the family were Nazi sympathizers also. So, like, yeah, obviously, <laughs> they're going to be some people who are, like, not about mixed race because they're fucking old. Um, but I will say Queen Elizabeth... Um, is very against like um adult like adultery um because i know that even after her son and divorced princess diana he wanted to be with his mistress and get married to her but like she forbade it until like 2002 and like they had been together since like the 80s and she was like nope sorry don't allow it like you fucked up so i don't know and honestly i don't I try not to read into it too much, but what I really wanted to get at was I think it's very admirable for Harry and Meghan to kind of stand up for what they believe in the life that they want um, out of this. Like, despite, like, he gave up an entire country, like an entire lifestyle, the entire life that he knew for his entire, like, for his whole life. Like, his bro- he said his brother hasn't really talked to him since um, his dad has kind of been estranged. His grandma's kind of estranged at this point. And it's because of the way that the media and his family treated his wife, which I, it, which honestly is really nice to see because I feel like a lot of the time you don't see that. Um, but Meghan Markle said like, yeah, she became suicidal and she'd never felt that way and had reached out for help. And when you do that and like, I kind of said this earlier, the monarchy in Britain is like such a facade like they don't really do anything. They're not really in charge of anything. It's just like wait, they're just there. 
how do you how do you feel are you like are you like that good for her or are you more of the team like she should have never she should have said bye like you know what <sighs> i mean like she should have never been there like obviously you thought that you should have known that they were racist or are you like oh my god i love his love like i think I'm that love is together. love like she they wanted to be together um she had no yeah but would you would you would you like stay with a partner even though his family was racist would you do that i, I, I could never do that i don't think i could do it only because i would never want someone that i care about to be estranged from their family because of me does that make sense i guess like i wouldn't want to be the you reason would, you would be like go back to your racist family I would be like, I don't want to be the reason that your family doesn't want to talk to you. I would be like, I don't want to be a part of that family because they're racist. And, 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 and I don't want to be a part of, I like, don't want to be with you then because obviously you're going to be crazy and I don't want to deal with your crazy family. But at the same time, that's not what happened in this case. Like he left his entire family to be with her and like have his own family. Is that a love story, do you think? I think there's something very admirable about it. Like there's something that is, there is something to respect about it because he had everything and anything that he wanted in life. Like when they left, they were cut off financially. They lost their titles. Um, after their her son was their son was born, they were basically like, yeah, he's not going to be a prince. He's not getting a title. He's not going to have any security. And they're like, what? And they're like, yep, sorry. So like to be treated that way, and it's like very blatant that it was probably a race thing, is really ugly. And I it's. It says something to me that he's willing to stand up for her and like put his wife first because that's who he is building a family with. Is that like romantic to you though? Like, are you, is that like, oh wow, like, oh my God, like this man would do anything for her? Because for me specifically, and that's because I'm not a big, okay, how do I say this? This story, um, because one, I'm not a big, fan of the royal family i like uh-huh. don't follow them and two because i like i said i would never be i would never allow myself to be in love with someone with the uh like fucking crazy family right to me this story is like it's like i don't care you know and i to me i'm like she should have like up and left because i would never i would never want to be with someone like that or with, with a family like that. Not well, that I'm blaming her, but... No, and I'll like, say, oh, like, go. she's estranged from her family as well, kind of, sort of. So I think both of them were... And I see what you're saying, because, like, during the interview, I think he had said something about, like, um, I didn't know I was trapped, and it took for... It wasn't until, like, she... It wasn't until I was with her that I kind of figured things out. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, that sounds a little controlling to me. But I think there's something that's romanticized about a man willing to give up everything to be like with anybody willing to give up everything and they have in their life to be with the person that they love, which mm-hmm. to me is kind of stupid um, because love <laughs> isn't going to fix everything. <laughs> yeah. But what really gets me and the kind of the main thing that I really wanted to begin to is like the whole race issue and how they yeah. were treated and like they they literally had to leave because of how she was being treated and they like he gave up an entire country because he was like wow that is so crazy to me because it's it's crazy to me because 
she is a mixed race woman that is white passing. So it's not about like looking black because she, to be honest, as a non-black person, she doesn't look black to me. Okay, She looks like maybe Latino, Latina. Yeah. But it was most. never about it was never about looking black or looking a certain way. It is about like one drop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you got one drop of like I don't know, like black blood or whatever in you. You genetically, you're black. And That's... her baby is super, super white passing. Like that baby is pale. Yeah, he's cute. That is what's crazy to me that they would be so bold. And um, first of all, bitch, you're. The king, bitch, you look like you're gonna die. He is gonna like die. you got bags under your eyes, bitch. He your is skin is fucking been translucent. In the hospital for like the last two weeks or something. You know, and you guys, like, hello, the Vora family. You guys are not sickening, okay? Yeah, and and that's the other thing is like it's a lot of. I think I posted a meme the other day, and it was like mixed baby. Is the kombucha girl? It was like mixed baby. No, incest. Yes. Because a lot of oh kombucha girl yeah yeah Brittany Broski my god because uh, a lot of people that are um and this is something that predominantly happens with white people because of like inbreeding and like royal um family and like bloodline is that was it called hemophilia where your blood doesn't mm-hmm. clot or like if you fall you have like like a very weak blood system or something and a lot of them have that and that's because they were incest incestual yeah is that the way you say it incestual. Well, and this is something that I always say. It's like, it's so funny to me that white people think that they are the superior race. It's like, bitch, step outside. You can't even handle the fucking sun. Like, you think that you're so superior, bitch. You can't even protect yourself from UV rays. Like, that's so funny. To can't me. go outside. <laughs> yeah, go, go outside, bitch. So it's it's things like that. But yeah, I just wanted to touch because I think it, it was a big thing this last couple weeks. And it does have yeah. to touch with like race and like identity and like... I can only imagine. Well, it's a, yeah, and it's interesting to see that how race like manifests in other countries, every, yeah, uh, yeah, other countries, but also every like system, even like in the royal family, in society, in like the police system, it's it's everywhere, it infiltrates everywhere. It's something that rules a lot more than I think people realize. Wow, rules! Wow, eh, I wasn't on purpose. I promise. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's like a really shitty thing, but. I mean, I wish them the best. They're going to have a little girl sometime this summer, I think. Um, she's pregnant? Yeah, she's having a little girl. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, they announced that it was a girl on the uh, with Oprah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting just to see kind of like, like you said, the other aspect of it coming from a different country. And I mean, it's no secret that like Europe is like super racist, like people in europe still do like blackface and stuff so i mean like it's not shocking um, they do that here hello i know but like it's worse in europe like it like like open racism it, i guess it's just different like here it's like systemic and it's definitely systemic there too um but it, it, the way that people show it is just different so i think it, it says something that like the media was openly attacking her for being black and like having to be like the evil sister in the family, and then they're like, "Well, now she's being a crybaby because that she can't is handle true. It. That's interesting that you say that because they were the media was like she's black, but here in America it would be like more subtle, I guess. Yeah, because like to you know me, I mean? I mean, I've said it already. Like she's she's black. Like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, if we're like okay. Remember when like Beyonce was at the Country Music Awards and that people were like she doesn't do country music. 
And it's like, yeah, she's black. Just say she's black. But over in the UK, they're like, Megan Mooko's black. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. Which is hilarious to me because so many, like, African people live in Europe or in, live in yeah. the UK. So I'm like, so what the fuck are they? Like, <laughs> and maybe it, maybe it's not even just that she's just black. And I guess oh, this is just coming to me now. Maybe it's because she's American too. American, yeah. And, like, she's an actress. I mean, I know, what's her name? Grace Kelly went through the same thing when she married the Prince of Monaco. She, like, gave up her acting career. And- Grace Kelly? Grace <laughs> Kelly? Yes. Um, so she had to do that. And like, oh, you're marrying an American actress. Like, how crazy. So I don't know if it's that. But like, to me, I don't even think that she was that prominent of an actress. I know. I was like, man, are you an actress? I was like, who? Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's like things like that. But it was just it's sad to see because it's like you would think in 2021 that we would have evolved to be better than this as humans. But like, obviously not, you know. Yeah, don't be surprised. Yeah. But that's it. I know this episode's getting a little long. Unless you have something else you want to talk about or say. Nope. Okay. All right, guys. Good job. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that's that on that, you guys. That's that on that. Um, that's a wrap. Should we FaceTime Gary? Oh, oops. Well, <laughs> um, I'll just see because Miguel's he, Miguel came over today. I'm not going to Miguel's house. Um, he's outside my room, but he's I think he's still in a meeting. I don't really know. I can kind of hear him or he might just be talking to somebody He's in a meeting. Yeah, he has meetings for like a lot of the organizational stuff that he's in, too. So, oh, okay. but yeah, uh, Gary Word. said, Oops. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we can quick, I guess we can recap. But yeah, guys. Okay. Thanks for listening. Um, Let us know. This was a long one, but I hope you liked it. Bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Have a good <laughs>